Whether you're an entrepreneur, event planner, political organizer, video producer, cattle farmer, fashion designer, architect, real estate agent, or magazine editor, Airtable can help you create your way. Learn more and get a special offer for the Founders Project listeners at Airtable.com slash Founders Project. Hi, everybody. I'm Alexa Von Tobel. I am your host of the Founders Project. And this week, we have an incredible entrepreneur, Bryn Putnam, the founder and CEO of Mirror, a fitness technology company that is literally revolutionizing the way that people are working out at home. In my humble opinion, I think Bryn is a fitness pioneer. She danced professionally for the New York City Ballet and founded the Refine Method, an acclaimed fitness studio. Now at Mirror, she is further tapped into the $14 billion home fitness market, and I am pumped to have her here today. Welcome, Bryn. Thanks so much for having me, Alexa. I'm so happy to have you. So Bryn, in your own words, for people who maybe haven't seen Mirror or purchased Mirror yet, um, what is Mirror and what is your vision for the company you're building? Mirror is a nearly invisible interactive home gym. If you imagine a beautiful full-length mirror when it's off, and then when it's on, it streams live and on-demand fitness classes to you in your home, and then personalizes that content for you in real time. Bryn, you have to walk us through. So again, uh, everybody imagine a beautiful mirror on your wall that is a mirror most of the time. And when you turn it on overnight, you have like this, I mean, it's almost like virtual reality, a, a, a fitness instructor. It can stream live trainers directly to your home for you to work out with. It just blows your mind. And when you see it, it really has that impact. Bryn, how on earth did you come up with this? I've never asked you that question, and I really sincerely want to know, where did this idea come from? I spent my whole career in the fitness space, and throughout each part of my career, honestly, I've been driven by my own personal workout needs. So about two years ago, I found myself newly pregnant, uh, managing an increasingly large business all over the city, and just really struggling to get to my own gym to work out. So I started to think about working out in home, but I didn't want to put a bike or a treadmill into my small New York apartment. Um, I tried streaming services and apps, but found the experience to be really awkward looking at a small screen, and the content was really just one way. There was no interaction. And coincidentally, we put a bunch of regular mirrors into our refined studios, and our clients said it was the best thing we had done, was give them that feedback on their form, and that the mirror was really an integral part of their fitness experience. And I realized that we could use the mirror as an at-home platform for content. I mean, it's just nuts. So did you actually like take a mirror and begin to build a prototype to have a computer behind a mirror with a camera? I mean, like walk me through, did you like get on a plane and go to China and figure out a way to get that built? Like how did you actually go about that? What was the process? Yeah, I knew that the first step I had to take was to take sort of the vision I had in my mind and see if it could really just work in reality. And so I'm I'm fortunate that my husband uh, has some, Uh, development skills. And so he helped me to buy a cheap tablet off of Amazon, a piece of one-way glass, and a Raspberry Pi. And we built the first mirror in our kitchen and turned it on and saw that you could see video sort of through the glass and that the experience was really cool and immersive. And then from there, uh, we just grew. Guys out there, if you haven't seen a mirror in real life, you have to go check one out. It's incredibly cool. Um, So Bryn, just first, let's just step back. 
I mean, the fact that you are such an incredible ballerina um, and that you dance professionally for the New York City Ballet, just tell us, like, when did you become a ballerina? That DNA is so strong. We've all seen the movies. We know what that's kind of like, you know, from watching, again, the stories of ballerinas. But, like, you did it in real life, which is crazy. Tell us about that. If you if you believe my parents' stories, I started dancing when I was three. They went to... Uh, a concert at a at a restaurant and lost track of me and saw me up on the stage in my diaper sort of dancing to the band and from there um, I just sort of was always dancing um, and I, I think you know when you're um, when you get sort of early affirmation for, for being uh, talented at something that also kind of helps to fuel your passion because you get more opportunities and uh, things like being able to dance at Lincoln Center as a child or go on tour with the, the New York City Ballet um, certainly fueled my, my natural love of dance. And it's really an experience, I think, that's shaped everything I've done afterwards. What would you say that you probably took away from dancing that has been the most important to translate to being an entrepreneur? I think uh, dance is unusual in that it's a sport where you don't win or lose. Each day you wake up and think how you can be just incrementally a little bit better. And I think that really applies to being an entrepreneur because when you're building something like Mirror where the vision is um, sort of infinite and you're really committing your life's work uh, to, this, to, to a project, you sort of have to have that passion and that desire to wake up each day and try to be a little bit better and make a little bit more impact. I love that, Bryn. Um, I've never heard you say that, and I really love that, which is there's no winning or losing in dance. Every day you just have to get a little bit uh, better. And for myself as an entrepreneur, that really rings true. Um, just so that we all have like the mental image, um, when you are dancing at its peak, how many hours a day did you have to dance? Oh, gosh. Um, mo- most of the day, you know, you wake up and at 10 a.m. usually you'll take your class, which is sort of your preparation for a day's worth of rehearsals, which usually will go from 12 until 5 or 6. You'll take a little break to put on your stage makeup and your uh, eat a quick dinner, and then you're usually on stage from 8 until 10 or 11 at night, and then you wake up and do it all over again. Bryn, how do you think about content for Mirror, knowing that you are exceptional at thinking about fitness content? You not only, you know, were a professional dancer, which none of us can say, um, and then on top of that, basically built an incredible brand that uh, was a celebrity brand around New York City with the Refine Method, um, knowing what a, I would say, near like kind of uh, fitness content um, connoisseur that you are, how do you think about the content that you put on the mirror and kind of what's your strategy there? Yeah, I think there's a few things. Um, I think the first thing that we sort of know about our client is that they're really an exercise omnivore. They may want to do boxing on Monday, but then they want to try yoga on Wednesday or strength training on Friday. So being able to give our our members um, just a wide range of content that's always fresh and changing and to adapt with them as tastes change, trends change, and frankly, their bodies change, I think is uh, sort of the first thing. Um, I think the second is being able to customize content to the individual. I mean, Mirror is really a platform about you. It's your home, your reflection, and your program. So to be able to take any content and in real time adapt it based on what your heart rate is doing or um, based on your injuries or any preferences is, is really important to how we think about content. Um, and I think the last piece is really about the shared experience around our community. Um, working out by yourself in your home can be can be lonely and, and fitness is quite hard. So 
really making you feel connected to your amazing instructor and also to other people around the world is an important part of what will, um, I think, inspire our members to show up. I love that. And as a quick just FYI, so guys, last night my husband uh, turned on our mirror and started doing a cardio workout and push-ups. You know, it was literally 1130. And then he looked up at me and he was like, Alexa, this device is going to change my life. And I was like, you've worked out once, but you you can see it, buddy. I was like, that's amazing. Um, but it was so, I literally was cracking up because he was just like, this device is going to change my life. Um, I say all of that to basically ask you, um, you've had so much cool user feedback out of the gate. The company has been around for a few years, but really up and in, in running live, selling products uh, for under a year. And you've had celebrities love it of all shapes and sizes. I'd love just to get a sense of like, what has been the coolest piece of user feedback that you've seen so far that for you is a real pinch me moment? I think uh, probably the sort of that moment where you sort of think, how, how have we gotten here is um, on Christmas Day, uh, one of my, my little cousins was looking at something on Instagram and just squealing and came over and uh, she said, Alicia Keys got in the air and she's so excited. And there was uh, this amazing video of, of um, Alicia's whole family really surprising her with the mirror and sort of seeing that like, glee and joy of, of someone seeing the mirror for the first time. I was well to see, um, you know, an artist that I admire. And I think that was sort of the moment where we were both sort of having our Christmas experiences in parallel, and it was exciting to see that the mirror could be part of her family experience. I mean, that's crazy. That Bryn, that's pretty cool. That's totally nuts. Um, Merry Christmas to Bryn. Um, way to go. Um, you know, I think one of the things uh, that is exciting to me as I think about, um, you know, what you're building in Mirror, and obviously, you know, I built financial planning software at LearnVest, which was about how do we teach people habits to be better with money, which, you know, is hard, and it was a hard challenge to overcome. Um, how do you think about making Mirror a habit for people, and as you guys develop your future, like, what goes through your head as you think about helping all of us who struggle so much with fitness, um, using your incredible new, I like to, you know, it's the third screen, guys, if you can see one you'll get it you'll have your computer you'll have your tv but this is the third screen in your home that you will begin to stand in front of for lots of hours hopefully but Bryn how are you helping us make that a habit the biggest challenge frankly with fitness is that the rewards are not immediate you know you have to put in a lot of work and a lot of time for potential strength or flexibility or fat loss that often comes well into the future and so that um, pre presents a lot of challenges and, and really what it means to me is that you have to focus on making the experience of working out and the experience of choosing to spend time doing something really enjoyable um, and, and doable frankly so I think we think about that uh, from everything from having just incredible surround sound and great playlists to making content that you can consume really quickly. So uh, stretching is one of our most popular genres, and it's really just a 15-minute commitment, but it's something that you can do for yourself to uh, prioritize your own self-care. Um, so I think it's really thinking about how you can make the experience of using the mirror pleasurable when sometimes the things that we're seeking are so far off in the future. Bryn, in your own words, what would you say, what lessons did you learn from Refine Method, you know, running a bunch of different fitness studios around the epicenter of New York? Um, what would you say was one or two things that you brought from that experience to Mirror that's helping you be more successful right now? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is that we're fundamentally a service business. Our member is the center of everything that we do. So we build hardware, we build software, we build content, but ultimately we are a service organization. And I think um, that means that you really start with not what you can build, but really what your customer needs and wants, and then you, you build solutions around those, those problems and those desires. And that definitely comes from refined method and from operating, frankly, with very limited resources in a bootstrap business where you really have to be very focused in terms of trying to, to support your members. Um, you know, I think the, the second is probably um, a focus in the early days on ways of, of reaching customers that may not ultimately be scalable as you grow, but are really important, I think, in the early days as you build relationships. So um, at both businesses, I read every email that comes in from our members. I uh, frequently will we'll do things for our members that don't always make financial sense, but are important for, for sort of building that, um, that service-oriented business. And I think that's something that really can apply to any business. Um, I will say I definitely ha- experienced that, uh, you know, getting my own mirror and the setup experience was amazing. And um, the delight uh, of the fact that it comes with all these rubber bands and bands and uh, tr- truly just it was a phenomenal experience. And I could tell that even the people who installed it in my home had that can do attitude and how do we make your life better today? Um, which is important for me as uh, a busy entrepreneur and mom. Uh, I was like, thank goodness. Um, so, Bryn, one thing I just want to kind of shift gears. So, so much in you can hear the philosophy that what you care about at Mirror. It's customer centered. It's about the person who buys it. It's about making their life better. It's the, in their home, their mirror, their reflection. Um, how do you think about staffing at Mirror right now, knowing that you are on a complete rocket ship? It is crystal clear to anybody who buys one of the devices that this is the future. Um, but what's your philosophy as you build the team around you? What really matters? Yeah, I mean, I think um, maybe another lesson from, from dance that I think makes really a wonderful Mirror team member today is, you know, the, the distance between 99% good and 100% great is, is far, and, and that distance matters. Um, I think there's really uh, sort of a, a culture of, of, of excellence that exists at our company, and that's been really something that has existed across the entire team, people who show up and uh, take a lot of pride and joy in their work, um, and it's really their passion. Um, so I think that's really, that's really the core. Um, and I think maybe, maybe the second is people who are excited to be a part of something that is an innovation product. I mean, we're creating a product and a category that doesn't exist, which means there's a lot of really fun challenges, but also a lot of ambiguity. Um, so you have to be someone who's really excited by kind of the, um, the unknown <laughs> to be a good fit for Mir. And with that, we'll be right back after this. In 1885, inventor and entrepreneur Sarah E. Good was the first African-American woman to be granted a patent by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for her invention of a folding cabinet bed. Today, that bed is better known as the Murphy bed. This creative breakthrough is brought to you by Airtable. Learn more and get a special offer for the Founders Project listeners at Airtable.com slash Founders Project. So, Bryn, if you fast forward five years, I'm not going to ask you to fast forward 10 because it's it's early and you're a few years in here. But if you fast forward five years, um, 
what is in, you know, every founder has a beautiful vision kind of in their head that they can begin to articulate, but like, where, where are you driving this company? What's the future of Mirror in five years if everything goes the way that you can see? I think you sort of alluded to it earlier, but kind of our, our view of the world is that Mirror is really the third screen in the home. So you have your phone for small, quick informational content. You'll have your television for kind of sit back entertainment. And then you'll have your mirror for immersive interactive experiences. Uh, so fitness is really the first type of experience that we're starting with. But we have an eye towards other ways in which you may uh, find value from connecting to other people and to a better version of yourself, be it uh, telemedicine, fashion, beauty, um, even basic chat. Um, so I think five years from now, you'll be using your mirror every day, um, and you'll be using it for things uh, outside of fitness just as a way to make your life better. Um, one thing um, I will say, Bryn, so my almost four-year-old daughter did a class with me, a dance class, and the thing I even posted to Instagram about this because I was so blown away that my little girl stood in front of the class and said, Mommy, I want to do it again by myself. And for 20 minutes, she just danced. And I sat there behind her cracking up and had this total pinch me moment where I was like, wow, this could be the future of just buying moms some time with kids content. And, you know, I, I joked, I was like, I don't even know that that was in your head when you like launched this device. Um, but my daughter got it at age four. Yeah, I think that's uh our, our kid users have definitely been a, a huge surprise to me, honestly, but an exciting one. And we have um, so many stories like uh, like Toby of children dancing in front of the mirror or following along with a yoga class. And I think it's really exciting to be able to uh, be an asset to a whole family. I mean, it's also just got to be something you're so proud of. If you step back as a culture right now, there's incredible tailwinds to we're drinking less. Smoking, obviously, is just every day becoming out of vogue people you know you know sitting is the new smoking right like people really get that fitness matters we're going to live hopefully much longer robust lives and the fact that um that is truly like an ageless goal we want everybody to be fit and you've created this new breakthrough platform that can put that right in your home at a really affordable price give everybody a sense of like how much does Mirror cost? What does that look like? And how did you get there? And what's the logic behind that? Sure. Um, so today, if you purchase the Mirror, it costs uh, $1,495. And then you pay $39 a month for unlimited live and on-demand classes for you and five additional members of your household. We launch uh, personal training, uh, either one-on-one -on -one or one to a small group later this year, which starts at $40 per session. And you're able to finance um, the mirror and your subscription for uh, as low as 164 per month uh, with extended financing terms at a lower price point actually coming within the next few months. One thing that was in the Super Bowl ad, um, which was the idea of you can do this from the comfort of your own home, no driving, no parking lots, no wait lists um, to get into the, the fitness class. That really struck to me as a, you know, as a, as a new mom, um, the fact that it really is from your own home and the subscription subscription is cheaper than, um, you know, uh, paying for, you know, often in many cities, even a single class. Um, is there a current user that you're seeing over at Mirror or is it everybody? I mean, what does that look like uh, from a demographics point of view today? 
uh, honestly surprised and pleased by the diversity of our user base. Uh, within a couple of months, we had mirrors in every single state. We have users, um, I don't know how, how old Toby is, but four. Users as young as four uh, and as old as uh, in their 80s. Um, and 20% uh, of our mirrors are financed and growing. So um, reaching people um, from various uh, income, uh, income brackets. So I think we're really excited to be able that the, the mirror is resonating with um, a diverse audience and um, certainly making efforts over time to provide access to at a, a more affordable price point. I love that. Everyone from my daughter, Toby, um, to Reese Witherspoon, to Gwyneth Paltrow, to all of the different celebrities that I've seen post about Mirror, um, and all within under a year of you really launching, which is nuts. Um, so, Bryn, let's um, turn it towards a little bit of you. So, you, um, you know, are married to an amazing guy. You have a, a little boy who's two named George. Um, you are super busy. Um, what is right now the, like, the the trick, the hack that is keeping you running this incredibly fast-growing rocket ship. Um, give us a sense of, like, how are you coping? What are you doing? Do you have any rules that you live by today? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I, I don't think I've nailed this one, but it's something that I've been sort of actively working on is actually uh, multitasking less, um, really sort of committing my attention to one thing at a time and doing it with my, my full focus, my full heart, my full attention. Um, and I think that's been really important for the time that I spend with my, my son and my husband, which is uh, more limited uh, possibly than, than some other folks. Um, and also within a working context to be able to really give my team my, my full attention um, when we're in a meeting or in a one-on-one. -on -one. So I would say, even though it's sort of counterintuitive, um, I think for me personally, uh, kind of limiting my multitasking um, has been really helpful in making me more productive. That is so interesting. That is so the opposite of what I feel like a lot of people would say, which is like, I, you know, there's days where I think I multitask to death, candidly. Um, so maybe I need to take a page from your book. Um, give us a sense of um, just like, what does a typical week look like for you right now um, over at Mirror as you're building out the team, which I know is about 35 people today and growing rapidly. So like you've accomplished everything I said with about 35 people, which, you know, some days is just really kind of a, a total pinch me moment as I think through what you've accomplished. Um, but give us a sense of like, what does a week look like? Yeah, well, we made a decision as a team recently, actually, to move to a business-wide calendar where we sort of group types of meetings uh, together on the calendar, which I think has been really great for productivity and also requires less uh, context shifting throughout the day. So usually we spend our mornings, or I spend my mornings doing um, external meetings. So that can be everything from meeting new potential hires to talking to investors to talking to business partners. I then block off um, at least an hour in the middle of the day to actually do work. Um, I find that I was sort of getting all of my work done between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. For, for a while uh, because my day was so packed with meetings. So trying to block off uh, at least an hour in the middle of the day to, to be productive. And then the afternoon, we dedicate to cross-functional meetings uh, on certain projects or products, um, as well as one-on-ones. So um, I have a fair number of uh, direct reports on the management team and uh, meet with those folks in the afternoon. Um, and then we've been, been trying to sort of keep Fridays as open as possible for um, really sort of creative thinking and um, activities 
uh, for the team to spend time together uh, as people. And um, that's, that's usually sort of our, our typical week. That's wonderful. So, Bryn, if it's a Sunday night and you're actually um, looking at the week and you're pretty excited and, like, you feel, like, really invigorated and, and that doesn't mean nervous or because I always say the best founders are always a little stressed and we're always a little nervous and a little anxious. Um, there's never really just, like, pure joy. Um, but if you really look at the week and you're, like, just really excited, what's happening? Why? Why would that make you kind of look at the week ahead and have none of this stress, but really a lot of the joy? What would it be? Yeah, usually, uh, I usually spend the end of every day actually uh, looking at a channel uh, we have called Member Love, which is a place where we gather um, ratings, post-workout ratings from our members or Instagram comments or emails we've gotten, just any place uh, where members feel like they want to share uh, share with us sort of their experiences in the air. And um, I, I think I spent a lot of time on Sunday night sort of uh, going through that channel and getting caught up and just reminding myself as to uh, why we're building what we're building. And that's usually um, the best way to start the week. I'm sad I didn't video my husband last night. It would have given you lots of laughter. Um, so I'm going to end on a quick fire round here, Bryn. Um, and if there is one word to define you, you know, one word that can define Bryn Putnam, your core kind of values, uh, what is it? Hmm. Probably um, passion. I love that. I, I think that rings very true as someone who knows you. What is your most important interview question? So if you're interviewing someone, like what's the one thing you like to drill into and maybe your quirkiest or your just most important question? I like to ask people uh, where they turn for advice or what is some of the best advice they've received. I think that's really um, interesting way to sort of understand how people think and what they value, um, sort of asking them about uh, where they go for advice. Last two questions. Um, uh, by the way, I love that one. I've actually never heard that one, and I think that is a really good one to probably show a lot of insights about, um, you know, kind of how people, uh, what their bar is for advice and also their um, kind of differentiation on insights. So that, that's that's all. I'm going to steal that one. Um, uh, in a word, uh, what would you say is Mirror's biggest differentiator? I think personalization. You know, everything about the Mirror is really tailored to you. Um, I love that. And then last thing. So I know you have no free time in your own life because every ounce of your life goes into Mirror. Um, but if it's not Mirror, um, what is one other startup or innovation or trend that you're paying attention to that we should all know about? I uh, just a week ago actually met um, a founder, uh, Lubna Ahmed, who is building a company called Envoy, where uh, it's basically a small device that you breathe into, like a breathalyzer, and it helps. Um, her, her team of experts uh, guide you on your nutritional program as well as your fitness program. And I think it's um, super clever because it sort of solves the delayed gratification that often comes with making healthier choices by providing you sort of immediate feedback on your fitness score and what you're doing well or what you can improve on. Um, and I think we'll see more of that in the space. Oh, my God. I love that, Bryn. Um Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Everybody, if you want to learn about Mirror, if you haven't already, you should definitely check it out at www.mirror.co. Uh, and join us next week for the Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. And most importantly, thank you, Bryn, for making us all healthier, one image at a time. We're so grateful, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Alexa. Thanks so much, Bryn. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your best podcasts. 